You're tuned in to the Eva Melton Show, where spirituality meets everyday life. I'm Eva Melton, and I'm grateful to share my Sunday morning with you. So whether you're on I-65 North or Southbound, or you're on 280, or maybe even in the comfort of your own home, listening to us online or on your radio, we're grateful to share virtual space with you today. I am the proud pastor of the Firm Foundation Church here in Birmingham, Alabama. And today I'm going to be sharing some of the things that we've been talking about at the Firm Foundation to give you a glimpse of where God is leading and guiding us as a spiritual family. So today we're going to talk about polarity, polarity, living whole in a divided world, living whole in a divided world. Polarity is defined as the state of having two opposite or contradictory tendencies, opinions, or aspects. Physically speaking, we have a North Pole and a South Pole, and they sit at two extremes at opposite ends of the globe on a battery. For example, you have a positive and negative pole that sit at the extremes of the battery, and that allows the charge to happen. While polarity is necessary in physics and in chemistry to create and produce a certain type of energy, when it comes to our everyday lives, polarity doesn't carry much weight. We have Democrats versus Republicans, polarity. Mask people versus no mask, polarity. Vaccine versus no vaccine, polarity. Those who want war and those who don't want war, polarity. And the question is, where do we see this polarity play out in our world every day? Where can we observe polarity the most every day? I think you probably guessed it right, social media. On social media, it is impossible. What I want to say is it's impossible to live whole and complete when you are consistently exposed to division. It is impossible to live whole and complete when you are consistently exposed to division. Jesus said it this way, a house divided against itself will not stand. A house divided against itself will not stand. Now, if we thought about this as our physical homes, our families, many of you would agree with the principle and say, yes, of course, it's impossible to raise children that are whole and safe, emotionally aware in a home that is always divided. But metaphorically speaking, your body is a house, your temple, your vessel is a house. And if you consume divisive commentary, you will feel scattered, ununified, anxious. You will feel polarized. So the question I have this morning is what good does it do for us to spend time in our spiritual practice and prayer and meditation, whatever, however you practice your spirituality, then to go out into the world and to have the polarity of an algorithm override what you stabilized in meditation. When you think about it, when we enter our meditation, when we enter our prayer rooms, we're literally stabilizing ourselves for, for the day. We're anchoring down spiritually. But what good does it do for to get up from that space where you focused and anchored yourself and then go immediately to a space that is not anchored, that is polarized, and then expect to start your day in a great way. 
And so when I say an algorithm, I'm speaking of our news feeds, right? We know that there is intentional logic behind social media news feeds. And so it will present things to you that are polarized in order to gain your engagement. And it will bring in the opinions of your family, the opinions of your friends on a consistent basis. And we should know whatever we're bringing in through our eye gates, whatever we're scrolling over continually, that we're actually receiving that inside of us. And so it is impacting us internally and impacting us spiritually and mentally. How can we expect to live stable lives, keep stable thoughts if we're allowing our thoughts to be uh, consistently cued by others? consistently queued up by others now is eva saying um i can't use social media i can't use tiktok or facebook or instagram i'm not saying that absolutely not encouraging that but what i am encouraging of you encouraging you this morning is to continue to keep god in your spiritual practice in first place and when we really understand how we can be receiving subliminal messages from our news feeds, um, we will be more careful to limit the interaction with them, right? We cannot let the opinions of others drive our actions and drive our belief. And so all I want to really highlight this morning is that there's a better way that we can use social media in a healthy way and that we put up healthy boundaries and so that social media does not take up so much of our time, that it does not take up so much of our lives and that we're not striving for things that we see on social media the same way that sometimes we can strive for things that we see on reality TV. It's not true content. You're not seeing the behind the scenes. And so today I have a guest who's just going to talk briefly, but Dana Purdue Melton, she is a counselor at Purdue Counseling and Consulting here in Hoover, Alabama. And I want you to hear what Dana has to say about this topic and some of the tips that she's going to leave for us on how we can engage with social media in a healthy way. So Dana, today we're talking about engaging with social media in a healthy way, just kind of in a way that it's not, you know, just taking over our whole lives. As a therapist, counselor, do you have any thoughts around that topic? We're social creatures, right? And we need to try to maintain um, some type of interaction. Um, Here lately, especially with COVID, we've struggled with maintaining personal, um, personal connections. And so we've kind of gotten to pop culture and especially with mental health, looking at maintaining healthy mental health, uh, kind of gotten into different things, uh, Facebook, which is Meta now, Instagram, Snapchat. And so all these, you know, tools we use to try to connect with people, um, but Social media can never replace uh, one-to-one contact is is what we really need. So it has to be balanced because sometimes a lot of people, they're isolated um, and that can breed fear, loneliness, um, depression, anxiety. Um, People have um, what they call FOMO. Um, You know, when they see stuff on social media, you know, the fear of missing out on something. And so we have to have a healthy balance because with social media, it doesn't tell us everything. It doesn't give us a background story of what happened or how that person uh, was successful. 
And so we have to be very careful not to uh, use social media in excess. Great, great. I agree with you there. And so, you know, as a therapist, what are some of the tips that you can provide our listeners today to help them just maintain a healthy boundary? You know, I'm not, you know, saying people can't use social media, but what are some ways that we can maintain that healthy boundary? Uh, well, some healthy ways, you know, we can maintain a healthy boundary would be by monitoring, you know, our um, our usage. And so like some of the phones actually have where you can actually monitor how uh, long that you're, you know, and my phone does, I have an iPhone, so it's always telling me, hey, you're on here this much. And, you know, I know, okay, well, maybe I need to kind of cut down, you know, myself. And so you can monitor it. You can set goals. Um, I put, you know, again, on your phone, it tracks it for you. It also can uh, cut it off for you. You can set it for like 30 minutes a day, 45 minutes a day, um, and then you can't get into it. Um, And so that's one way, you know, you can kind of set that goal for yourself. Some people do social media fast, you know, you know, just totally disconnect for a couple of days. Um, And then you want to kind of, you know, all together. Uh, maybe change your thinking around, you know, social media. Uh, what's your focus? A lot of times people get on it when they are lonely. So if you're lonely, you know, you may want to um, seek out friends, have coffee, you know, um, dates and things of that nature. So seek out some uh, one-to-one face-to-face communication, you know. And so you kind of have to evaluate, okay, why am I on social media so much as well? Um, and so again, you can disable it, change your focus and then spend more time with offline friends is, is the biggest thing. Um, and getting that connection with people. So there you have it. That was the feedback from Dana Purdue Melton, who is a therapist here in Hoover, Alabama. So we're going to take a moment and take a break and we're going to come back for the second segment of the show. But you'll be listening to Miss Jasmine Ivy, who is on the music ministry at the Firm Foundation Church. So tune in and allow her to bless you.
Welcome back to the Eva Melton Show. That was Jasmine Ivy from the Firm Foundation Church here in Birmingham, where I have the pleasure to serve as pastor. As we continue our discussion this morning on living whole in a divided world, I wanted to ask you a question this morning. Just have a question for you. Who are you taking your cues from? Who are you taking your cues from? When you think about a screenplay, scenes typically start with a cue card or some type of cue given by the director. And each character takes cues from the next character to start scenes and exit scenes and to start their lines, meaning that someone outside of themselves prompts them when to act. And I wanna ask you to consider your present life. I want you to look around at your life. I want you to look around at you know your job. I want you to look around at your identity. I want you to look around at your family life and your romantic life and your community life. Are you taking cues from something or someone outside of yourself? Whose prompts are driving your goals and your standard for living? For most, this question can require reflection since cues are often to, given to us in a subliminal type of way, as in through social media. These cues often bypass our conscious mind and lodge directly into our subconscious through repetition, and we begin to live our life based on lines fed to us by other people. So I just want to shift a little bit. I want to shift a little bit. We've talked about taking cues or prompts from, you know, apps on our phone, um, social media. But I want to talk a little bit about the possibility of you taking cues or prompts from a system. Um, there are some systems that have existed long before we were born. We were born and they existed in our society. They existed in our nation. They existed in our world and they have helped to shape our culture sometimes of even what we think is right or wrong behavior. And so some of those systems could be patriarchy. Patriarchy. It is a system that privileges men over everybody else, privileges men over women, and that women somehow have a lesser say or a lesser value or a lesser role in society, in the home, in their career. Um, doesn't sound like Jesus to me, but patriarchy is a system that if we're not careful as women, we can take cues and promptings from patriarchy and deny and suppress our true selves, our true giftings, our true way that God made us to show up in the world, all because we looked at a system and said, I cannot uh, behave in this way. I cannot have this role. But that is a lie really coming from patriarchy. Another system that we could think about that sometimes tries to give us cues, especially especially in America, to African-Americans is white supremacy. So white supremacy is a system that says if I'm not white, um, I, I don't I, I fall lo lower on the social order. Um, that there are some things about me that I won't have because I'm not white and that somehow whites are somewhat superior. And I really want us to catch that that does not sound like Jesus. And if we're not careful, we will allow systems like caste systems and white supremacy to make us feel a certain way about ourselves and um, behave in ways that indicate that we think that we're less than somebody else because of our race or our skin tone or our gender. These systems have existed long before we were born and they often go unnoticed as a system, which means we have less sensitivity in detecting them. 
we're less sensitive in detecting them. And so just like social media, any type of system, and I want to call social media a system because there is intentional logic and algorithms behind it. And it has been shown that it has the potential to shift even, even the voting if it presents the right material to us. And so, uh, but also don't want to neglect systems like patriarchy, systems like white supremacy or any caste systems that may exist um, in the world. So the best thing we can do as those in the body of Christ is to really seek God for our identity. And it's really hard for you to seek God for your identity when you're consistently exposing yourself to other systems that want to give you an identity. And so that's why I just want us to be and consider these systems as well as social media and give them the proper use um, and even don't use them at all if you find that they are not healthy for you. We must get clear about our identity. We must decide how God created us to show up in the world and be unapologetic about showing up in the world, being truly who God wanted us to be. And yes, I know that this is a walk, a process that you've got to walk out. It's a growing process. We learn and know more year by year, day by day, through circumstances, through situations, who we truly are and how we thrive the most. So now I want to just shift you to a way um, to help you understand and hear your own voice better your own inner authority better. And that's called engaging your core, engaging your core. A good example would be when I first started strength training, like I love strength training. I would do anything, um, squats, bench press, deadlift. I do anything but ab work. I would do anything but work my abdominal muscles. And anytime my trainer, Nate, would pull out the ab wheel or anytime he would request a set of crunches, I would immediately start whining when I could squat over a hundred pounds or, or, um, deadlift over a hundred pounds, but something about abdominal exercises, I just couldn't get with. And Nate would always tell me, Eva, if you have a stronger core, if you work your abdominal muscles and get stronger, you will have a stronger squat, a stronger deadlift and a stronger bench press. Now, I must agree that Nate was right and and that there is something that comes when we have a stronger core and it had a positive impact on the rest of my lips. But that's not true just only in the gym. That applies for more than the gym. I've learned that we must engage our core in life. We must honor our inner authority and live from the core essence of who we are. And when we don't, then we will be easily swayed by other people and things outside of ourselves like social media and the systems that we talked about earlier. Sometimes without speaking. Others can sway us by their energy if we are not sure of who we are, if we don't understand our inner authority. Um, Sometimes they can sway us by social media. They can sway us by their opinions. But just like in the gym, when we engage our core, we'll see benefits in other areas of our life. So engaging your core means being your authentic self and allowing your inner authority to direct and dictate your life. 
And so in doing so, you will show up stronger in your career. It would allow you to show up stronger in your romantic relationships and in your friendships. And so wherever you show up in the world, please know that the world needs an authentic version of you, that you don't need to come diluted. You don't need a chaser, just who you are showing up with your inner authority, taking up space unapologetically is what the world needs from you. So engage your core, engage your core before you get up and go out into the world every day. Now, I wanna leave us with some affirmations on today, some affirmations that you can take with you into the week. And if you by chance are at home, or even if you're driving right now, you can do these affirmations with me. So the first affirmation is, I am growing wiser each day. And so repeat after me, I am growing wiser each day. Second affirmation, I respect and honor myself. Repeat after me, I respect and honor myself. While you're riding down I-65, say it with me, I respect (laughs) and honor myself. To those on 280, say this last affirmation with me, I am filled with love. I am filled with love. You can take those three affirmations with you as you go about your week and do something, get in front of the mirror and do what I call mirror work. Stand in front of the mirror, look yourself in the face and say these three affirmations. I am growing wiser each day. I respect and honor myself and I am filled with love. So if you caught this show and something has kind of caught your attention, especially if you're realizing, hey, maybe I do have an over-dependency on social media, media, Maybe social media is impacting my emotions or my thoughts and I'm I'm just kind of scattered and that uh, the current events of the day kind of rule my emotions. Um, That's a good way to gauge if you are over um, dependent on social media, that the current events of the day tend to take over your emotions and rule your day. I want to leave you with a challenge. I want to leave you with a challenge and I think that you can do it. Yes, you can do it. Um, I want you to delete all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, anything that I'm missing from your mobile devices and give it a break. Give it a break. First start for three days. And if you can do it three days with no problem, go back and take a fast from social media for seven days. And I want you to fill that time that you would have been using on social media with something positive. So maybe that something positive is journaling. Maybe that something positive is saying affirmations. Maybe that something positive is meditation or prayer. But I want you to take some time and just really pay attention to how much time you're spending on social media this week and then replace that time with a positive spiritual practice, such as prayer, meditation, journaling, affirmations, something that helps get you and your emotions up and take a moment to focus in on yourself. You'll be amazed that when you cut out the opinions of everybody else or being in the know of what's happening in everybody's life, how much easier it will to be for you to focus. And the better you can focus, the better better that you can 
manifest and co-create the things that you want in your life, the things that you truly want, not that you see that your cousin just got, not that you saw that your church member just got, not what you see in somebody else's relationship, but what do you truly want and how are you meant to show up in the world and how are you designed? You're uniquely designed and I want you to know that you are the apple of God's eye and there is nothing outside of you that's going to give you value because you're whole and complete. You just have to lean into that wholeness and that completeness and you can do that better without hearing so much from everybody else all day, every day. And sometimes what you're hearing and you're seeing on social media is not even the truth. And that ends our show. I've enjoyed sharing my Sunday morning with you. You can find out more about me at evamelton.com. See you soon. Bye-bye.